You are now listening to the Woke From Home podcast. Woke From Home can be found on all streaming platforms, so please rate, review, share, and subscribe. Also find us on Twitter at Woke From Home or on IG at Woke From underscore home. Now sit back and let's start the pod. Yo, what's going on? This is Woke From Home, another episode, EP203. It's your boy, Eugene. And I got my people with me. See, you been toying. What's going on? How y'all feeling? What's up? What's up? What's going on, man? What's going on, man? Right off, right off the bat, I just need to talk about all the <laughs> listeners out there that want to text me and want to hit me off offline to tell me that toying cooked me last week. <laughs> and that was not the point. We were just having a civil conversation. I thought we're having a discussion, not a debate. It wasn't. It, I mean, it kind of was debating in feel, maybe in tone. But yeah, we're just having a, a, a discussion between friends. We're all friends here. We don't compete no with friends, each other. Man. It's all love here. But I did cook your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, see, I couldn't save you on that one, man. I was just sitting back and listening. Bro, I'm like, bro, what are you doing right now, man? I was like, hey. bro, we're throwing the towel. Like, ring but the bell. On your side, yeah, I wasn't on your side. On top of that, there's so, no yeah. sides when it's right or I mean, wrong. Like well, I'm right, you are okay. You your were point better. That's it. No, you weren't right. You're wrong. Okay. <laughs> we'll talk about. We'll, we'll and I think statistics it. will show that uh, most of the listeners agree with me. <laughs> because your listeners are, are Nigerian. That's why. <laughs> that is, let that be stricken from the record. I'm sure <laughs> our listeners that are in Uzbekistan, and other places. Oh, yeah, talk to him. Talk to him. We not appreciate that. We love everybody that listens, and we know that it's not only Nigerians. Yeah, but if you are Nigerian in Uzbekistan, we love you too. We love everybody. (laughs) I remember when I saw that we had a listener in Saudi Arabia. I was like, bro, what is happening right now? Hey, man, they in the middle, they middle of the desert, trying to trying to figure it out. Figure it out, man. That's what's up. (laughs) <laughs> but, woke from home, home exactly home. Uh, <laughs> and uh once again uh you can find us on instagram at woke from underscore home or on twitter at woke from home uh you know this past week there's some things that have been happening with happy uh, black history month exactly Bro. right and we, yeah. we've been we already, crazy already we've been we already doing out disrespect here. to black history month man this is wild <laughs> anything uh at the beginning of this month that that's that's uh you know just kind of caught your eye a little bit that's been happening everything man what hasn't brian the brian flores which we're gonna talk about that's wild <laughs> joe rogan that's wild like this is so much man i'm black aquafina aquafina even though she's been wild bro it's imagine if black people just walked around doing a fake agent accent bro we all would be- day all day you wouldn't be able to do that you would not you would not be, be allowed in today nah. in today's world right Can- cancel maybe culture when, will find you maybe when eddie murphy was up here doing stand-up you could do that right but it was only eddie you, though eddie's like the only one okay that but but that. someone could do that people could do that now you cannot do that Hell there's nah. no way a black comedian could be like Anytime I'm doing a bit, I'm gonna do it in a chi- in a Chinese accent or or Hell a Vietnamese nah. accent or no no. There's no way that and would not, not even be cool. like a bit. It's like my whole set. Like I like my whole yeah. aesthetic is to except for do when a she's in movies accent like that is wild. Except the for whole, when she's in certain types of movies where she needs she'll, to she'll herself, the then she'll do her regular accent, which is not a black accent at all. 
Yeah, and she has a regular accent. She has a normal speaking voice. Yeah, and most people and most people. There's a few people that I, you know, have grown up around black people or whatever, and it's it seems like it's like that's who they are. That's how they speak. That's like their cadence or whatever. Give them so? the benefit of the doubt. No worries. But I'll say nine out of ten times, it's like when you talk to your mom, you don't talk like that. Nope. Sure don't. But there's also a difference in someone doing an accent when they are around that type of people where the accent comes out more and someone who does it exclusively for their career and then and then gets upset when people are like, you're like creating, you're like making (laughs) money off of this. Like this is like a new this is like being a minstrel without the blackface. Like, right. We don't like it or at least acknowledge that you're doing that because for the same person doing it. And for her, it's like, what is more authentic? Like, I don't know her story. I don't know how she grew up. But as an Asian American, is it not more authentic for you to sometimes do like Asian accents or do Asian comedy? But you don't because you don't want Asianness to be used as a trope. You don't want it to be making fun of. And she has said things like that before, but it's okay for you to do it with black people. And then when mm. people call you out on it, you're like, mm. um, I'm getting off of Twitter because no other place in social media do people tell me they want me to kill myself. Girl, ain't nobody telling you to kill yourself. Stop being dramatic. People somebody being a, that's somebody being a victim like, after they get called out. People are calling her out. And then she went, went and wrote this long note. And Bro, never I read, I read about three and she didn't apologize one time. I read the entire thing trying to school black people about the history of AAV. <laughs> <laughs> Man, First this, of this, all, this talk place about, is wild. Well, Asian people, Asian Americans, we're trying to find our way in that. And if you see the Asian people that were commenting, they were like, bro, don't lump us in the group. We not uh, in this. We're not in this. We don't make a voice to make money, man. Don't put us in We that. are not comedians who make a voice to who act black to make money. Yeah, the, yeah. Let's just call it what it is. Yeah, we act black to make money. To make yeah. money. And there's nothing wrong with that, I guess. But if people call you out for it, don't try to act like you're not doing it. Yeah, it, right. We can argue back and forth about whether it's okay to do it at all. But when people call you out for it, don't be like acting all surprised. Like, well, I'm just trying to figure out. I, nah, I just, bro. I just, no, you nah. grown woman, bro. Yeah, exactly. The thing, the thing that really burned me is that she said, I just love hip hop and I want to, if you don't. And so what? <laughs> Every, there's so many people that love hip hop. They don't talk got- in their normal speaking voice. Right. <laughs> Bro, that is ridiculous. Is everything okay upstairs? Aquafina. <laughs> you know, we um I know one thing that uh I started seeing this past week was the the nursing salary cap. So apparently um the American Health Care Association has been sending letters out to to powerful groups like the Federal Trade Commission about like, hey, y'all need to regulate nursing agency nursing pay because they're price gouging. They're they're upping their service price. We we can't handle the price. We can't handle the cost of these nurses that we have to contract. I mean, for me, it sounds a little weird. Uh, I don't know how y'all feel about it. I know there's two states currently that have these wage caps for agency nurses, uh, Minnesota and Massachusetts. And uh, apparently uh, there's some more states that are looking into it. But I know for me, it sounds it just sounds real funny. What, what, y'all, what y'all have about that? Um. So basically what I do not like and what I don't understand is how whenever it's there's pricing, like let's think about this is also in the healthcare realm. Let's think about the price of an EpiPen. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. 
it's crazily overpriced, right? right? And there's so many drugs that are way, way, way overpriced and right. make it inaccessible for people that need it. Yep. But their argument, all of these executives of these, you know, <clears throat> healthcare companies, also just the cost of, of healthcare in America, yep. very overpriced. I've seen it firsthand working in hospitals before. And whenever you, whenever they kind of try to call those people to account, all of these CEOs and whatever, they talk about the market. Right. But now that there's a market for these nurses to be able to offer their services at the prices that they think are fair and these agencies, now all of a sudden it's it's a problem and we need to cap it. Bruh. But we don't cap surgeries in America. Nope. We don't cap hospital stays in America. Nope. We don't cap the price that it costs someone to give birth to a baby. No, nope. but now you want to cap these people's salaries, and, th and those prices are not even fixed. You can go to one hospital that's down the street from another one, and those prices will be exactly, exactly. they'll be different. And you don't know why. The market. They said yeah. it's the market, so it's let crazy. the market be slapping you people up and down. Because the problem, too, <laughs> is that nurses I have a lot of friends who are traveling nurses, and I have a lot of friends who were on staff at hospitals and then left to go travel do travel nursing mm -hmm. because hospitals often, as they're kind of normal operating. Procedure is to understaff with nursing. Yeah, yep. that's yep. exactly that's exactly yep. right. You yep. want to be at right at like 80, 85 percent capacity. <laughs> yeah. Like, wait, what? This math yeah. don't math. Yeah. The other thing it's that's wild is that like you can you can be at a hospital working as a full time employee, like as FTE at a hospital that has to bring in traveling nurses to to fill the gap. Yep. And they're making two, three, four times as much as you are yep. to learn from you, right? Yep. Yep. <laughs> to do the same shit that you're doing, yep. but they're making 12. Of course, if I'm seeing that, I'm going to, hey, man, how do I get on? Put me yeah, on. Yeah. Yeah. That's I why a me. lot of nurses are quitting their are full quitting. time. Yeah. And yeah. they're going to travel nursing because there's some. I saw a, a TikTok today where the girl was talking about how she clears 100K every two months to three months traveling. Bro. Yeah. So at my, there's so my white, many wealthy people. Yeah. My wife. Off of, off of travel nursing. Yeah. My wife, she, her, uh, before she, left nursing <laughs> coincidentally uh she all her friends on staff they all pretty much all but one left to do travel they uh they worked for a year during covid like they were working like emergency uh, a, uh agency where they would they would uh work five straight days at one location and then the agency would just send them somewhere else they wouldn't even know where they're going until they finished that that contract for that one week go to another place for a week and they were clearing like six thousand a week so when they're like, okay, I'm now I need a rest. They, they go and buy a house with no right. problems. They're chilling at home for three months because they can do that. Cause they stack so much money in between work and COVID. So I'm like, bro, they're not people just, they're not leaving. They've already said they're not leaving this lifestyle. It makes too much sense for right. them to work five days a week. You get in paid pretty much three times what you would be making. If you were just working at a home, a home hospital and you know, you stack money. You know, you go and flash, you know, show show money and, uh, you know, and then chill for like a quarter of the year. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm the thing is, oh, go ahead, Steve. No, I was going to say, like, I know people who've taken the year off. Right. Because if you're like you said, like if you're making 10K a week for 12 weeks, bro, you're done. Yeah. yeah. What else do, what else I need to mean? quit my job and go and do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> like anecdotally, the stories are amazing. Right. Like and we. I don't know, like, you know, come back to the capitalism point, like whenever, again, people, workers are able to to come up like this, 
that's when the the ruling class i don't want to sound all whatever <laughs> but like the people who who are actually making money right like are, are coming here and just be like whoa whoa we got to stop this yeah this yeah, don't make yeah. no sense yeah there's no cap on ceo salaries in this country nope hell no you know i mean like even during the the economic crash of 08 the crash you know the old crash of 14 15 the airline cl- uh, crash of of two years ago ceo salaries didn't change they didn't go down like these cats kept making money as their businesses were burning you know what right. i mean and now a couple of nurses are out here making a quarter mil a year and cats want to change the whole system. They want to overhaul right. the <laughs> Yeah. Right. They, we get we got this working class. They're actually they're actually making moves. They they're buy actually, they're, they're buying the property. Yeah. 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 And they're and they're like, and I saw one of the letters that was written to because there's now, I think, two a Democratic uh policymaker and a Republican one that have co-signed this, they're getting behind this action. And right. I saw a letter that was written from some hospital administrator that was like, this is crippling the healthcare industry, blah, blah. And I'm like, you should realize the hypocrisy of all of this because if you paid your people well and you didn't overwork them and understaff on purpose, right, then you would better be able to handle changes in occupancy at the hospital of course travel nursing has always been around before it was was, it's always been lucrative but it's always been around i mean i have an auntie that she has been doing travel nursing since 2010 like long time she's always been doing travel nursing so it's always been around but it's never been probably this many people opting to do travel nursing because it's not fun it's not necessarily fun to be going here and there everywhere back to back to back weeks and not sleeping in your house and not having a routine. It's not necessarily the, the most fun thing to do. I mean, I'm sure there's some stress. There's some stress related to that, but you hospitals never needed it at this rate because they had enough people, but then you have a pandemic and all of a yeah. sudden your hospitals are at 120% capacity or whatever. And because you keep it, at, you keep enough nurses or staff to do it at 70% because you want to cut costs. Now, all of a sudden you got to pay these people yep. and instead of incentivizing people to to work there and take jobs by paying them more, you're hiring these travel nurses. So if I was a regular in-house nurse, you think I'm looking at this lady that's wearing Gucci down to the socks? Like, and I hate all my my superiors and the doctors treat me like shit. You think I'm going to be staying there? I'm not. No, no, I'm going to travel. The moment they have travel accountants, let me tell you something. (laughs) (laughs) And you know, what's crazy right now is that, what hospitals are doing now because they claim that everything is slowed down is that they're not even hiring. They're not even looking to hire agency nurses. So now they're operating as they were before, which is, uh, you know, have just enough where you're kind of overworking, but not to the point where they're just going to up and quit. Right. Uh, and plus they feel connected to the patients that they have. So you got nurses trying to take care of like three patients per, per, per nurse, you're taking care of three patients, which is, outrageous and now you got and then we just went through another surge and you didn't hire agency nurses so now you got your your nurses taking oh, care of like Lord. four patients and maybe yeah. half of them have covid so i'm like bro like <laughs> like they're not they don't care like they just don't they don't care man they don't care they don't. It's, it's, it's wild they're, and they're that like, whole time that they're complaining about oh travel nurses make too much money and we are paying them too much there's no yeah. single ceo of any hospital system that lost any dollars nope. during that Build, whole game. building so, building more building I, more clinics bro so it's just that. it doesn't make sense and i just don't think it's something that the american public should vote for but the problem with the american public is that you they're could pre- you could present 
something like this to them. And, and then these all these stupid people that don't work in the industry don't know about why it is the way that it is or how hospitals created this problem for themselves. We'll be like, I mean, yeah, I guess it makes sense because we don't want our hospital or this is the reason that healthcare is so expensive because you got to pay. And that's not the reason what? that healthcare is so expensive. It's Look, just man, not- we, we a country of dummies. No, yeah. really. All right. We are. We're a country of dummies. And, you know, even kind of letting like being able to vote on something like this is so backwards. Right. Like it's it's literally is backwards because we don't get to vote on how much money Bezos is allowed to earn. Right. We're not right. we're not we're not able right. to, to, to vote on that. They're raising Amazon had their best quarter. And they're this, still this raising the price quarter. of Raise your price. Yeah. Bruh. Talking about, I think people would pay twenty dollars, and we will. And that's the nah, <laughs> hold on, hold on, They're, hold on, hold on. They're, they are getting to the point now where I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to start sharing my Amazon products. Oh, I still share it. I'm not. Yeah, I need, I need, I need at least, I need two people, maybe three people to to figure this thing out. <laughs> man, I know that. Um, I feel comfortable saying this because I know that Bezo- Bezos is not listening to me. But please, if you work for Amazon and you listen to the podcast, just pin your mouth. Don't don't repeat. But we probably got like six or seven people that share my Amazon. Program. <laughs> yeah, I need to get like y'all then. We shall do and, do and hold on. It. So y'all, so everybody puts in twenty. No, one person pays it, but we share. I mean, in our case, it's my siblings, so we all pay for something and then we share everything. Um, but with the Amazon Prime, it's like every it's only like five addresses between us. So okay, got you. And everybody okay. has their own card in there. We use one centralized okay. login and one centralized email. Please don't play with us. We're not trying to. <laughs> Man, that's, that's, listen, I, I I canceled my YouTube TV subscription, and they uh started asking me all these questions. Like, yo, man, are you sure you want to cancel? Yes. It's like, all right, man. How about if you did? YouTube TV is too strict. Yeah. They're yeah. like, have you thought about sharing your, yeah. your subscription with yeah. three or four people? I said, what? Yeah. But the thing what is that me? they only hey. let you share YouTube TV. They don't let you share across different states. Nah, nah, it's too strict. No, you're about to quit. They open yeah. up a whole new <laughs> hey, of options. Did, did they did they hit you with like, hey, uh, if you uh get this package, we'll take we'll take half off. We'll take half year. off for three yep. months. Yep. Bruh, it's that they, that's how that's how Sirius XM tries to get you. So like I have a calendar uh reminder every uh like a week before my subscription ends, I'll be like, Hey man, I can't pay for this no more. I'm trying to save money. Then they hit me back, all right, we'll give you the, the top package for <laughs> Ten dollars a month instead of twenty five. I was like, "Oh, you got me. I, you I can got do that. Me, I'm not gonna Which makes you, which does not, does that not make you stop and think about like the actual value mm, yep. of these yep. things? Because if when you when you're ready, a uh, one foot out the door, and they're ready to slash the price fifty percent, yep. you know that that thing probably only costs ten percent or five percent of what you're paying, bro. Well, it's what, like, what, what does what does this thing cost Amazon or? or or apple you know what i mean like what does your service cost them right like a tv service like the costs have already been incurred now we're just pulling the payments of those costs that's why they don't want you to get out yeah that's why they want to keep Mm -hmm. you in the circle yeah Yeah. but yeah so i mean i think the trap the nursing the pay cap for travel nursing i just think it's very very stupid and i think it sets a very bad precedent because now it's like okay now that we've set the wages for this and saying oh they can't be paid more than this now we're going to systematically go through other professions but we don't like that people that working class people are making so much money 
doing right. it. And so we're going to go into this. We're gonna, consultants are not capped on how much nope. they can make working on a nah. project. If you're an independent consultant, nobody tells you how much your rates can be or whatever. It doesn't make sense because the market has always decided what it's going to be. I could understand at a federal hospital or a state-run hospital if they say, we don't pay above this amount. There's plenty right. of private hospitals that are making so much money because they charge whatever the hell they want to charge yeah. for you to even step into the oh, the ER before you even write your name. You've already incurred cost. There's yeah. some places like that. So those agency nurses should be able to make whatever they can make. Whoever's yeah. ready, ready to pay, they should be able to collect the money. Are y'all so? I mean, in the in the in the spirit of this conversation, do you guys consider yourselves to be like full capitalists? Like the market decides. I mean, I'm. I would not say that I'm a full capitalist. No, but well, I. So, what are the limitations of capitalism? But, but I'm in a system, uh -huh. and I recognize the system that I'm in is capitalism. So I don't like the hypocrisy of. Oh, the, mar the markets can decide until it hurts a certain se sector of people, and now the markets right. can no longer. Yeah. I don't like that. Yeah, I don't either. It's, I mean, this is just a way to keep keep us regular working folks inside the rat race. Cause think about it. Like if you have agency nurses, that are figuring out like a way to, you know, expand their, their uh, resources where they don't have to work all the time. You don't want that. Right. You want, you always want the working class working. If they don't have to work, then, then now you got people like are becoming more free and, you know, trying to, and they have resources to try to teach others what they're doing and, I mean, that's a problem for, you know, your ruling class. The ruling class, quote unquote. <laughs> yeah. If we going back to. Yeah. And I saw I saw this. Um, I saved it. It was a tweet I saw. And it was a video that was showing the de the wealth distribution in America. Right. And it was talking about how, you know, there's like a normal curve. And like most people, when they show the curve they would uh, they would agree that like okay this is an okay distribution because like the poor people aren't too poor and the rich people like yeah they have their money they're 10 times richer than the people at the bottom but the people at the bottom are not like below the poverty line but then when they showed the actual distribution where you have people that are 400 500 a thousand times richer than other than than even the middle class not to talk and the people that are poor are really really poor they're not even on the they're below the line where the curve start, where the where the graph starts. They're below the access <laughs> access line, whatever. Like, but most people, I feel like it's just so hard. I don't know why it's it is hard to convince like middle class people or lower class people that they're getting screwed majorly. Whenever someone else is making money, right? Because yeah. it's like yeah. I I would cannot say I'm pure capitalist because I believe in in caps. I think there should be. There should be like, I don't think Jeff Bezos should have as much money as he has. I don't think anybody should be allowed to accumulate that much money as an individual. But, so then who, who, but who who decides that, though? Who but the, hey, whoever, that? whoever we vote, however we vote, we decide. But it just doesn't make sense to me that one person should own so much of the resources. Right. Yeah. Or so much wealth. It doesn't make sense to me. But yeah. if you now tell that to the average person, be like, well, no, I mean, they work for it. I'm like, no, they crush people's the life yeah. force out of people and yeah. exploit people to make it. It's not like, oh, I'm putting in my honest eight hours a day and this is just the check that they yeah. write. Yeah. It's like, yo, you know who, do you know who's working for it? A traveling nurse. Like, yeah. These, these guys are, are all over the country. 12 hours. Living hotels, out of suitcases. They're and working they're working 12 hours, 12, 18 12 hours, hours, however many two, hours. Three weeks. Five I mean, days straight. There, there's a reckoning that's going to happen with this country once COVID, like whenever that happens. 
and we look at what's happened to the workforce from service workers to hospitality workers to nurses and doctors and healthcare uh, professionals because we have like <laughs> we have beaten these people down yeah. with our idiot with our idiocy with the fact that we are like uh, self-important impetulant children who can't stay inside and wear a mask and and can't take a vaccine blah blah blah, blah right like there's going to be a reckoning where there's going to be a mass exodus of healthcare workers when the dust settles from this pandemic. Oh, absolutely. Cause there's and they too many about, other ways to make money. Today. Yeah. You don't need, you don't need to be slaving away in a hospital where they're treating you like dealing trash. with shitty pa- patients and their yeah. shitty families yeah. and then dealing with the shitty healthcare system and your shitty you legislators just don't need to do that. talking and about, are, nah, you're making too much money. And these Bro, are people that also, is such a wild thing to <laughs> say out Bro, loud. And then you're also, making too much these are people also that when they said raise the minimum wage to 15 dollars they uh, uh, they went above ways they said oh we can't there's no way we can raise the minimum wage to 15 dollars but you want to now go tell somebody who's working and did what you told them to do because that's what what is it go to school go to college get a right. degree uh, you get a degree yeah, you can make right. money now they're making money you're saying it's too much actually we never meant for you people to join us to up make here. that exactly much. Yeah, you should have never been rich. <laughs> what was the uh, Dave Chappelle, uh, the Dave Chappelle's kid? <laughs> we should have never gave these. We should never gave <laughs> <your> money. <laughs> like they were like, please. When we wrote down these careers, nurses were not meant to be in the rich part. Exactly. Please respect yourself. Go back to the middle <laughs> class the- <laughs> where we set where we set for you guys right. middle. Not right. even maybe, middle class. The they mid- said middle the class, maybe upper class. middle, but you cannot be upper class. Never. No, yeah, go man. back and now, and, and and now nurses are are rich, and I salute you for it, man. If listen, you did, if I was a nurse, right? Listen, hmm, I salute you. If for I was it. a nurse, I'm not even taking for one year. I'll just be traveling up and down. I, w- I wish my, my wife had this energy, man. She was like, I'm not leaving you. I'm not doing that. <laughs> she said, I don't need you here. I, I need, need the money. <laughs> I Just need sure that you. So I can hey. order food. Exactly, man. I'll be like, hey, I can come visit you. Like, I'll come week? visit What's you. Up? Where you at? Where you yeah. going? She said, I'm remote, baby. What you need? What you need? Buy me a meal, baby. <laughs> All right. So speaking of vaccinations, your boy, Joe Rogan, uh, you know, he's on he's he's on the in the headlines in the middle of the gulk. Yo, the that gulk, guy. You know, he's he's in trouble right now. And the only reason why, you know, he's gotten the uh, the, the sirens alarmed is because of his takes on on the covid vaccinations. Um, you know, anybody want to speak on, on on your favorite boy, Joe Rogan? First of all, he's not nobody's favorite boy. Definitely not mine. <laughs> and the thing is, that's funny about it, too, is because he's just someone that's just not on my radar. I don't know. Who the hell, I didn't know who the hell he was. I had heard his name before. I knew he had a podcast, but I had no sense of like who this man was, why people listen to his podcast. And, he, right. and actually, I had a friend that Fear Factor I, that I used to see. I, who, I used to watch <laughs> Fear Factor, but I don't know who Joe Rogan is. Yeah. So literally, I was like, who is what are we talking about? Um, and so I only saw it because on Twitter, uh, Neil Young, I guess, one of the greats of, of a certain genre, (laughs) he was like, um, he told Spotify, he was like, Hey, Spotify, either you can keep my catalog, you can keep Joe Rogan on. And they said, we keeping Joe Rogan because they paid a hundred million dollars to this man to have his podcast exclusively on Spotify. And so wild 
amount of that money. is a crazy amount of money because whenever i i only found out about his use of the n-word later because i saw a tweet from india re where she was like i'm also wanting to pull my catalog because look at this and it was a compilation Ooh. video of him don't play my girl india okay <laughs> it's vintage her music is vintage don't do that okay, um so she had a video that she posted it was a compilation video of him saying nigger with the hard R. Several yeah. times. Like right. and the thing is he was wearing 30 seconds. He yeah. was wearing different in, in the video. You you could tell he said it in different different episodes because he was wearing different shirts, yep. different scenery, different people different were on the context, show. Like different everything. context, everything. He was just saying the word so freely. It was nigger. It was, the, nigger. It was nigger. from the progression nigger. of when he started all the way to like now, because you could tell about the video quality was so great. Yeah, like it was just like he had been saying it, and NDRE was saying, like, it's crazy that Spotify like pays him 100 million dollars but when they look at what artists get paid per stream it's like less point than zero zero three cents per yeah song. it's not even mm. a full cent per per stream so like spotify built his business off the back of artists and now the artists are saying like oh this is not something we want and then they're like oh and the thing that really bothers me about it is people that are defending it saying free speech yeah. the united states government is what is where you get free speech from from the government. You don't get free speech from platforms, social from media, Spotify, Spotify Facebook. Like, These people don't have to give you free speech because they are not your first amendment right is the government. The like government. Spotify is making a business decision right now. And this to, to to your point about Joe Rogan and his existence to begin with, I had no idea how huge Joe Rogan was until right. all this shit happened. I was like, "Wait, what? Who cares about this this dude from fucking uh uh, X Factor. Who who get who care, bro? Hundred million dollars is a wild amount That's of money. A lot of money to yeah. pay somebody. This let me know that there are definitely two Americas. Like honestly, it's no, really, there like, is. It's there just is. like a two America situation, right? In which this outrage has existed for this guy who is, by all intents and purposes, Spotify's biggest like employee. Honestly, yeah. right? Yeah. And yeah. I don't know shit about him. I just know he did he did Fear Factor for a long time and then he started doing uh UFC uh commentating for a while uh -huh. and people didn't even that's as, as, essentially that's where he really came like that's where he really built himself uh in terms of visibility was the UFC commentary okay. and then he just kind of like you know I don't even need to do this no more I'm, my bag is over here just talking shit on on a microphone I don't know it's weird Spotify is like came out and was just like yeah, we don't believe in silencing Joe as the answer. We don't want to be the pre people that cancel voices because of what he's saying. And but never mentioned anything about like trying to get him like education. But about the thing is, what he's doing or is, is weird. But the thing is, they went. I saw a bunch of articles that Spotify obviously did not when all these uh, other artists were coming out and saying like, hey, either it's me or him. They didn't choose to remove him, but they went and removed like a hundred or so episodes yeah. 110 episodes yeah, from the catalog so it's like Bruh. you're talking out of both sides of your mouth yeah and <laughs> you there's no need to do that because we see everything like we see everything it's only also because their money started to get messed up because yep. there was a single right. drop in how much money they were making they lost a bunch of money so that's when they went and said oh you know we don't want to silence them and and the thing is like people are talking about cancel culture and everything like that what is canceled from him nothing that, like, I like, hate when people talk about cancel culture as if these people are losing anything. There's nothing that's been lost. He has a hundred million dollar contract with right. Spotify. There's nothing that's been Siba, lost Siba, for him. Siba, remember when we were, we were texting about this in our group and I mentioned that 
if Spotify gets the nuts to drop him, there'll be an, there'll be somebody else to to get him money. You know, there was like another group. I forgot what Rumble. Uh, it was yes, Rumble. They were ready to give him a hundred million. A hundred million. Bro, like there is no cancel culture in this country. There's no such thing as cancel culture culture. You just need to find the right platform for your ideas and the right platform for every single yes. outlandish idea exists and you can get paid for it. There exactly. is no like there is no such thing as cancel culture. So I don't like that people are out here talking about, oh, he's getting canceled just for speaking his mind. And nope. it's like people need to go back to school and understand your constitutional right of fir- First Amendment. It does not have anything to do with social media or media your employer or, or your employer. Anyone. They have a right to bar you to censor you. Let's just call it what it is. They have a right to censor you if they want to. It's a private enterprise. They can censor you. So stop running up and down in the street talking about my First Amendment rights. It does not apply to a private enterprise. Shut the hell up. Y'all sound stupid. <laughs> you know, so while Spotify is not even an American company, right? Like, the, yeah, uh, it's a Swedish company. Yeah, they yeah. reported their, you know, they they reported their earnings this week. Uh, obviously, they had to address this Joe Rogan situation. And the CEO is standing by this dude like it's his son. Shit is wild. It really because is. They only see the numbers. They do not right, care. They right. have no vested interest or even participation in anything. While slavery was happening, these Nordic countries, what was they doing? They was all ice fishing and chilling. They don't yep. have no stake in the game. All they see there is a dollar sign because they know that if we pay this man $100 million, look at how many people he's bringing to Spotify. And again, right. To America, like you said, is very apt because I had no clue who this person was or why anybody would care about his opinions or ideas. And I heard I had seen things here and there, like little anecdotal tweets about people talking about him being alpha male and whatever. And anytime huh? I hear that, anytime I hear that type of phrase, I immediately turn turn off. Yeah, because that, that ain't be. no such thing. I don't know why people compare human beings are already at the top of the food chain. Why are you comparing yourself to a wolf? Like, I don't get it. Like, I don't get it. Humans are the apex predators in all environments. So why would you compare yourself to a wolf or a lion? It's very weird. It's very weird. It proves that you don't know anything about the animal kingdom at all. Science, none of that. So, I mean, anytime I hear that, I I immediately click off because I'm like, this is about to be some BS. But, I mean... It's just crazy to me how Joe Rogan gets away with saying that on his podcast for well, years. Okay, let's, let's, let's talk about that, though. Like, do you guys think that he should be pulled off of Spotify? Like, what do you think the response should be to 14 niggers uh, <laughs> uttered <laughs> on his show? 110 po- episodes being pulled is wild, bro. Yeah. Like, what was he but, talking but he about? Got, but he got, like... He's been in the podcast game for since like 2009, 2010. So, Bro, 110 episodes being pulled. That is a wild number. Honestly, yeah. for me, anytime someone is abusing black people for no reason, because black people are not your target market. Okay. Uh-huh. Correct. The black community is not your target market for this podcast. That's not who your, most of your listeners are. So, when you, for no reason, feel the need to drag black people. I saw a comment that he made also talking about how black does not exist because he was talking about Michael Eric Dyson and said that Michael Eric Dyson is not a black man and that the only people that can call themselves black are people that are actually like very, very dark skinned. Purple black. Yeah, and everybody else is brown and how it proves that blackness is made up or whatever. There's no reason for you to talk about these issues. If you, and for me personally, yes, I think that the white supremacist machine already makes enough money. So if I can tear you down and you can lose your income or livelihood, then that's what I want to happen. So yeah, I want Joe Rogan to lose everything because there's no reason to be using racial slurs on your podcast when black people don't even listen to it. 
There's no reason to be bringing that's, us up. You know, I mean, that's the reason, right? That's how you can get away with it for so long, right? Yeah. The black people aren't listening to it or the black people that are listening to it. Like it's not a thing that like raises a red flag, right? Or or they li- or they listen to him uh, sporadically and they don't catch the episodes where he says yeah says yeah. that says yeah. those words. So so for me, I, it should be harsh, but ultimately that's not going to happen because that's yeah. not how it works here. In I mean, it's a, I mean for me, yeah, just he needs to get out the paint. He'll find it somewhere else. Um, but I don't think he deserves. I don't think he deserves the platform of being on Spotify for sure. Uh, but like we said, like if you put him off of there, he's gonna find somewhere else. So what's it? It's almost like what does it even matter? Just to be clear, we just railed on capitalism and trying to cap nurses' salaries, <laughs> and now you're trying to get this man booted off of Spotify, even though he's yeah. still a net positive to Spotify, right? I mean, I, it's it's not about for me. It's not about all podcasters. We're not saying that all pa- podcasters, if they say things people don't like, obviously there's a lot of room for different, different discussions. And from what I saw in the clip, it's a super, it's a super edit. So I don't know the context behind everything, but from what I saw, there, there's no, there's a need to be one, but let me finish. From right. what I saw in the clip, he was not saying that word to have a conversation or to start a dialogue about race relations or anything. He was using the word sometimes as a funny thing in yeah. comedy and commentary. And sometimes he, he called someone the word, you know, right. he was just using it like it's an everyday word. Like it's just something you can use. And I have heard people have the same types of conversations, but they don't say the word. They say the N word or they say right. ninja or they say something else. So right. it's like, it's just this idea that you you don't think like you have, you, you think you can say whatever you want to say and there should be no consequences for it. And unfortunately, people say what they want to say about black people all the time and there is no consequences for it. But then you there look at is. somebody else like Whoopi who said mm. something ignorant, who mm. said something ignorant, not even racist. She said mm. something ignorant that if you poll freaking America right now, if you poll the average American, they probably do not see Jews as a race. So okay, let's hold just on, stop. Man. Let's hold, just... on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I have no. That's not how. Segway. That's not how. Let's, let's segue into the Whoopi Goldberg situation because yeah. I think that's a, you're bringing up a good point. Yeah. So Whoopi, um, I mean, everybody knows what she said. She was on the on the View and basically said that uh, you know uh, the the cause of the Holocaust wasn't a racial issue. It was a, a a group of white people not liking another group of white people. So basically just evil being upon this certain sector of people within the place right. that they were at. Um, and then they ended up suspending her for, uh, two weeks. for two weeks, I guess within those two weeks, I guess she's supposed to find clarity about what she said or something. Uh, she apologized immediately. She already yeah. apologized. Yeah, she did day. apologize. Yeah, yeah. And then she also went on. Uh, was it the Colbert Night Show? Oh yeah. And, she went but on she on didn't. Colbert. She didn't. Apolo- she didn't apologize on there. She was just like, yeah. I just. I guess I just need to recognize what I do, and I guess I need to get educated. Which goes back to my point with Joe Rogan, like him saying that that. The N word with the hard R and Maybe. Spotify and Spotify doesn't even within anything that I read that they don't even talk about trying to get this dude educated about Suspended why he's wrong. Nothing. Yeah, nothing. Just you know, just the show goes as as is. So, um, but yeah, you know, let's let's get it popping. What we got? Yeah, um, because I'm just saying that like. She said something ignorant, not not racist or anti-Semitic, in my opinion. Because if you ask the average American. 
they do not necessarily understand Jews as a race because the way that we understand race in America is about color. And it's that about is color. It's about color and heritage. Those two things kind of amalgamated together. Okay, right? so, so but Jews have are across different ethnicities and cultures. They're from many different places. People, there are Ethiopian Jews, there are Indian yep. Jews, there are so there are Jews that are white presenting as the well. Jews, the, the they're black, the they're black, black Jews. And there's yep. so many different types of people that are Jews that are cut across races as we understand them in America. To be fair, if we throw back to the Holocaust in Germany, they're probably looking at one set one subset of types of Jewish people. So it's very easy because everybody was white for the most part. In some ways, there were some brown people and black people as well. But for the most part, like a lot of those Jews were white or white presenting. So it's very easy to look at that and be like, this is not a racial issue. It's just like they hated the Jews. And it's just like one culture against another culture as opposed to for it to be race. But Jews are a race and they very much did consider themselves a race. And that when you talk about ancient biblical back in biblical times, the Jews were a race, a group yeah. of people that were set aside, that were chosen, and they identified as a race. But we don't understand race that way in no. America today. So that was a very it was ignorant, but it was not a racist remark. It wasn't coming from a place of like hatred or anti-Semitism at Semitism at all, I don't think, um, for no, her. But she got punished for that. Yeah. <laughs> but Joe Rogan is over here. Ma- he makes ape jokes about black people. Yeah. yeah call, he called Philadelphia Planet of the Apes. <laughs> right. Come on, so man. He makes clearly racist jokes because you cannot tell me that you're not being racist when you take an association that has the long history that everybody knows what it's supposed to mean. When you compare a black person to a monkey, an ape, whatever, we know what that right. is. That's when racist. you use the N word, we know yeah. what that is. So yeah. you can't say that, oh, I'm not being racist. And his apology thing was like, well, you know, when you're not a racist and people are questioning whether you're racist, that you really stepped in some shit. Are you stupid? <laughs> I, so okay so so before we really dive into it so for me it's a little it's weird because like going back to your point you got joe rogan telling us trying to tell us all the the construct of what a black person is so i'm like in my head like i'm trying to really understand like like when you're after you graduate college or in college when you really grasp the fact that you're african so when somebody comes up to you and says like hey Hey, uh, where are you from? Are you black? Generally, people say, hey, I'm not black. I'm African. So right. I feel like when I hear somebody say, hey, I'm not white, I'm Jewish. It sounds it sounds weird because that's where people get confused about the whole race versus ethnicity conversation. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I mean, to to Twain's point, I think the I, you know, the the problem with Whoopi's comments is that she was using her present understanding of race to make a historical commentary right. yeah. and that's a mistake, right? Like yeah. you, you know, we start talking about history. Like this is like Hitler considered Jews to be subhuman, right? Yeah. Even yeah. though they were white, like he considered them to be impure white and he did not actually consider them to be white. So he was making a judgment on a group of people uh, because they didn't have to share the characteristics that he thought to be pure. That was Whoopi's mistake was not understanding that. How, however, you know, Whoopi and everyone involved has understood that she made a mistake, right? Like she made a mistake on historical facts. My problem is that we're sitting here in a country right now that is trying to ban mm, the teaching of actual history, yep. right? Of actual black history and this country's 
kind of uh, relationship with racism and with white supremacy and with slavery and with Jim Crow and inferiority and the fact that there's still laws on the books uh, right right now, right, that, you know, are 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 racist in their nature uh build up white supremacy in their nature and and we can't uh we can't have meaningful conversations about actual things that are on that that are fat that are facts like we are rewriting history right now so that in two or three generations we won't even have a conversation about what slavery was in this country even right now right now we cannot even begin to comprehend how horrific slavery was because it's been whitewashed from then until now and they're trying to whitewash it even more Whoopi gets on television and makes a, a mistake about a historical fact and she gets two weeks there are there are uh. superintendents and lawmakers all over this country that are trying to erase slavery and they're getting elected to positions. They get to keep their jobs. Yeah. Like, I mean, like it's the, very like disconnect is so it's wild. It's very similar to what is going on right now with Native Americans, right? I remember we learned about the Trail of Tears, but other than it be called the Trail of Te- Tears, do do any of us immigrants to America feel feel any type of responsibility or anything to how Native Americans were treated in this country and still are treated? No, it's an invisible problem, and that's exactly what slavery is going to become. And historically, it's like nuts, right? people, like, no, people are going to think about it and be like, oh, yeah, there was like a really bad thing that happened like so long ago. And then that's it. That's what it's going to be. And, then, how, and, and, and that's what it will be. That's it's, it. it's weird because like, but they want to protect Jewish history that didn't even happen on this land. But they're protect. But they want to just rid. But, black that history. Is, but this is what I'm saying. But that is the thing that whiteness gets you. Right. Yeah. Because some Jews uh, um, are white. They get to preserve their history in a way that other groups do not get to do. And doesn't that bring up? Yeah. And and doesn't that go back to Whoopi's whole why she made the point she made? Because you also have to think about you also have to think about other things as well. In Germany, they are very serious about Holocaust denial. Like their government has taken responsibility for what happened there. So in Germany, like it's a crime. There used to be Holocaust deniers, right? People that say the Holocaust right. didn't happen, whatever. Yeah. In Germany, it's not allowed. You cannot do that. It's a crime to like try to repaint history as if the Holocaust didn't happen or it was something other than what it was. Their government said, no, that's not what we're doing. We we did this. We're responsible. This happened here. And we're going to try to make restitutions for that. And that's how it is there. In America, that's not how it is. It's the exact opposite. It's not like that. Oh, sorry, sorry, uh, Gene said. I was, was going to say, but would you want a law like that? In it's the, not necessarily about law. No. It's about posture. It's about yeah. the posture of the government. It's, it's how a nation, atrocities that yeah. they committed. That yeah. even the people that made that law, they weren't alive, or they weren't the ones in power whenever the Holocaust right. was happening. They weren't, you know, leaders in Nazi Germany, and yeah. yet they have a very strong stance about that. Yeah. And here, I, that's not okay. what it is. Okay, and I think that we uh, there's like how do I put this carefully so we don't get canceled like Whoopi. Um, <laughs> there is no cancel culture, so we'll be fine. Yeah, that's right. No, I, I think that I think that you know there is there is a to Whoopi's point, right? Like the fact that Germany can do that, right, and and take that responsibility is a privilege. Like I'm like it's 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 a it's a 
it's because I like I know that if it was black people that were subjugated, which some or, of them were, the Holocaust. No, no, was no, not no. Just but I'm saying, but but, hold on, but but what I'm saying is that like if it was a if it was a an annihilation of six million just blacks, right? Like take 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 away the the race of it, the acknowledgement of the country, the the acknowledgement of the German people that they fucked up and they did this horrific thing to this group of people is something that a lot of countries have not done. You know, France does not acknowledge the amount of black people that that it's they've been on the receiving end of their bullets. Belgium does not acknowledge it. The UK does not acknowledge the Commonwealth. America does not acknowledge it. Right. It's like it's we racism. acknowledge huh? <laughs> it's racism. No, like, but I'm saying, but like, but that's but that's to like to to Whoopi's defense. Why like her confusion makes sense to me. Yeah, it does. Like, I think that's it why I understand it, right? It's because like everywhere you look, it's like, yo, man, you know what? We we like put Japanese people in internment camps, not like American and non-American Japanese internment camps, and we paid them. Like we rectified and we paid reparations to these people like up until like 10 15 years ago you know what i mean black wow. people have been slave that had been enslaved all like all over the world and no, there's no government that's ever stood up and said you know what we messed this up we fucked up this yeah. is how we're going to attempt to rectify the situation and i think you know if you think about the the and this ties into uh, to the back to the brian flores case right mm-hmm. uh-huh. let me tie it back so in that case, part of what he talks about, because they I, I read a summary of the of the complaint, and part of what he talks about is the statistics, right? There's a pipeline to head coaching, and there's not black people, black people are not selected mm-hmm. in the pipeline, getting yeah. where they need to get in order. So to be an offensive coordinator, to be a head coach, you have to have been almost you had to have been an offensive coordinator. The numbers are really low. Black people don't tend to get hired into that job because there's this pervasive view of black people that they are brute force, no brains. Yeah. Right. Yep. All the way back this, we're still seeing that today, right? We're seeing it in healthcare. We see it in healthcare. And then we also see it here where Brian Flores and other, you know, 80% of players or something like that, or even more are in the NFL are black. And yet right. we feel yep. they're not talented enough or inte- intelligent, intelligent enough, enough to put together the plays that they ran. Cause none yeah. of the plays are new. It's the same yeah. plays that everybody's doing again and again and again. Yeah. So, but we don't think they're smart enough to put together those plays. Right. And then we take it back all the way back to slavery times when this sl- transatlantic slave trade was happening. It's the same thing. There's this pervasive viewpoint that, Black people are strong, but they're not smart. So now that we've decided to stop, you know, abusing them and we've let them free to run their own countries, what more do those countries need to do? They didn't really, I mean, because black people are like animals, right? We didn't really, that's how we see animals. They are there for force, for strength, primal energy, but they're not intelligent. We don't, we don't value the intelligence of animals above our, above our own, right? Because we're human. So, there has always been this idea that black people are somehow or somewhat subhuman or below white people. So therefore, there's no reason, there's no incentive for them to go and say like, oh, yeah, we we did a disservice. We need to do what we need to do to make it right. Because at the end of the day, that mindset is deeply rooted in white supremacy. Hmm. Deeply rooted. Yeah, man, and the further it. you are away from and the spectrum, it goes like that. If you look at how it goes with other minorities it goes like that. So the further you are away from black, the more smart you get. The more the more models, 
the more the accepted more, you are, the more acceptable you get. The further yeah. you are away from black, no, no, so no, no question. That's about how it is, and this yeah. we're still seeing it today everywhere. We're still yeah. seeing that and, mindset. And you know what's funny when you bring up Brian Flores? So the Miami coach that just got hired today, uh, he was the offensive coordinator for San Francisco. When he got hired on as Dolphins, the first thing that you said you saw from like the 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 guys that you look up to that put out NFL news first. The, the top top of the line guys, they all in their tweet had, oh, this is a biracial hire. This is a biracial hire. You look at the dude, you're just like, huh? What, what, what are you talking about? Like, I've never like not let not even let alone that you never heard about this dude until last week when they showed his clip of like when he does he did an interview and he said who like Mike Jones, because the the person that's asking him a question, his name was Mike was Mike. So he was trying to be funny. But when you look at him, you're just like. Yeah, he's definitely white passing. Yeah, he's white passing. I don't know his. I don't know his background. He might be biracial. I don't know. No, he, he's, just, bi- he's he's mixed. Uh, they dropped a picture of his parents' wedding, okay. bro. It's, okay. it was, it was a bunch of bunch of black yeah, people. They're yeah, trying, they're so, trying to they're trying to get us to, to they're yeah. trying to change the narrative and be like, see, people yeah, see, that are minorities, we yeah, do. So exactly. they must be Brian Flores' yeah, problem and exactly. not a white problem. No, they're just trying to make problem. Go, That's go why the Rooney Rule exists because it's a problem. You know, we don't have enough time to flesh out this whole Brian Flores situation, the NFL sports in general. Well, actually, the NFL specifically has a big problem with this. Um, but all these hirings, these recent hirings are because of Brian Flores. So I salute that. Yeah. Man. Yeah. I mean, yeah I salute him, man, like he sacrificed yeah. his career, like similar to Colin Kaepernick. Uh, I know people are going to disagree with that, but he's he's sacrificing his career in real time so that other black people get the opportunity to coach because it doesn't make sense. But yeah. I, I will say, uh, Toyin, to, to your point, I think I think there's there's a part of uh, kind of the the circles that, you know, black people are trying to break into that, you know, I, I don't think that I think systems are racist. I don't think that like all these people are racist. Right. No, I, I don't think, think so either. Right. But I also think there are sleeper thoughts that you have yeah, 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 yeah things yeah. that you have just like doctors that think that black people are stronger than the average patient that is something that nobody put that in a textbook nobody wrote it down on paper and taught up on it and it's in them you know what i'm yeah. saying that's what i think is that it's in a lot of people because of the systems and institutions right. that we have yeah no that's and the nfl is the same sort of deal where it's like there's nepotism in the NFL. There's it's a boys club. It's like, yo, I, I roll with this dude. I used to kick it with this guy and that's who mm-hmm. gets hired. And, All you know, everywhere. Th- 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 this is why I will I will say this, man. Like, I'm not about like the shucking and jiving and all that bullshit. But I will say this uh, to any of my young professionals right now that are breaking to these spaces in which they're the, the only minority or there's few minorities in the group, in the company, in the uh, in, in the department is mingle with these people, you know, like this is separate from like, we're not going to fix the problem you and I. Right. But what I'm saying is that like a, a tool that you can put in your, in your, in your toolbox is to just, you know, be a person with these people, like whatever, like try to connect. Right. Because at some point, like you're going to be sitting across the desk for someone who will be able to impact your future in a meaningful way. And people promote people that they like, People hire people that they like. People give opportunities to people that they like. Your qualifications come secondary. This is why black coaches are at a disadvantage. And this is why black, this is why uh, companies all over the country are at a disadvantage because people hire who they like and who they can relate to. Yeah. And until you can do that, 
<clears throat> you're we're always going to be on the outside looking in. Yeah. And and part of that with with the NFL Boys Club, you got to think about a lot of these people are like, yeah, our dads coast with each other. So we grew right. up we grew up in football. This is all we know and all right. this other stuff. So that's also innate in there that a right. lot of like these front offices deal that you got to deal with. And it's funny when to Toyin's point about the brute force, if you notice like the one coordinator position that a lot of these uh, black coaches are under they're on the defensive yeah, side where you gotta be more where you, where you gotta yeah, be, you gotta more, be more aggressive and more yep. yeah exactly. exactly it's not by it's not smart it's not by it's not it's not by, by accident chance. and it's yeah. again it's like when people when when these type of things are discussed and someone is bringing up these points it would be best for people to listen and just think about it, you know, but I think people are so caught up in not being guilty that they want to mm-hmm. immediately refute and rebut everything. It's like, it is what it is. You didn't create yeah. the systems. You people living today, white people, most of y'all living today, you didn't create the system that you didn't create this institution. You did not create the system. So nobody's laying it squarely at your feet to say, this is completely your fault, but you benefit from it. And now that right. somebody's bringing it yeah. to light, see it for what it is and yeah. and and make steps to change it it's yeah. not about you know just taking the blame for it only it's about doing something different because you didn't create it nobody's yeah. saying that like yeah. the idea that black people aren't smart you didn't make that up but you yeah. think that and what, <laughs> like, and so cr- and you get to and you get to benefit from it right yeah. you even, right. even if you don't think that you still get to you still get you you get the benefit of the doubt that a lot of black people just do not have. Yeah. I mean, one 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 point to that to the hiring of of black coaches is it's so rare, especially in, in the NFL, that a, a black person, a black coach is hired who didn't play football. Yeah, it's, you know it's I mean? unseen. Like, it's unseen. It's like it does not happen. I can't yeah. off the top of my head, I can't think of a single coach who's nope. black that didn't play like yeah. at the highest level. Whereas white coaches can be just like, Oh yeah. I was like, well, I was the film guy. I, I grew up. I, I, like, I was a scout. Like there's I, a lot yeah. of scouts that get to move up the ranks, but mm-hmm. black, like to be, to have a black coach in the NFL, you had to have played football, meaning yeah. that you were able to develop those relationships, develop those connections and people know your name. You got name recognition, whatever they all played. I, I forgot. Tony Dungy was in the, Basically, in the Hall of Fame as yeah. a as a as a, a as a cornerback. Yeah, yeah. Like if you look, at least half of the white coaches they didn't play. They just they 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 had connections when they grew uh, they grew up around football, yep. so they just always been around it. Uh, he's a grinder. He, right. he he was a he was the ball boy, and then he right. came, and then he was a Q, yeah. and he was a QC quality control guy, and then he was a quarterback coach. He just grew up. He just around he's the range around the game. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, come on, bro, like. It's funny. Yeah. So that's uh, again, this the requirements are more rigor- rigorously applied to people that are outside the group. Yeah. So exactly you gotta right. be have done this and done this and done this, and we see that also in politics with the way that Black people rise to politics. They don't get to just be charismatic and just be a waitress that cared about people, and now you become. <laughs> they don't get to do that. That often bro. that doesn't have You don't get to do that. You gotta have gone to this upper echelon school yep. that did this and have this track record and have this and have. This. And have no blemishes on your in your personal None. life, right? You, you, know, you got to be married, be the, the husband you to be, one wife. Listen, you can't. Sarah, 
Sarah Palin was at your local IHOP just talking about regular like, oh, man, I wish I could pass a law hunting. And like three weeks later, she's like, yeah, I, she just got a, somebody bought a suit for her at Burlington <laughs> Coat Factory. And all of a sudden she running for You don't for get Senate, to do man. that as a black Bruh, person. Then she's it's the very governor, bro. Difficult. She didn't even know where Russia was. And she's like, Bruh, hey, I'm my house and see Russia on my I, I doorstep. <laughs> like, like um, OK, look, I know we, we running over, man, but yeah. like the, the idea that I cannot wait for the day where black people can can be uh, what's the word I'm mediocre and yes, still, thank you, thank and you, still uh, thank high you. levels. You thank can be you. mediocre. I was mediocre still, coming and finishing that sentence. You know what I mean? <laughs> you can be mediocre and still successful. But that's all. Person, that's all we want. That's you all must I want. Be exceptional. You cannot hmm. be mediocre. And white people get to be mediocre every day. Every day. Every day. Every day. And on that, Joe Rogan got a hundred million dollars. This man got a hundred and ten. He got a million dollars for each episode they pulled. <laughs> <laughs> right mediocre ass episodes <laughs> mediocre ass episodes Sp spreading misinformation so he doesn't even uh -huh. have to know anything he just says whatever he wants to say yep and chilling arguing with experts make me hot now man hey man it's another good episode good conversation um you know uh it kind of helps put in perspective you know talking with with some people that you uh, trust in their their thought process, you know, you get different views or whatnot. This is just another another scene of that for sure. Do y'all got anything else before we get up out of here? Nah, not at all, man. Y'all keep continuing to send them text messages, them shady text messages, DMs <laughs> and, and IMs and all yes. that stuff. We love to hear from y'all. Anything that you guys want us to talk about. Um, just let us know. Let us know. This we'll is talk from about it. Um, and again, I said this last episode. I'll say it again. I don't have a problem with white people. Okay. <laughs> I love some white people, but I do have a problem with white supremacy and I do have a problem with whiteness till the day I die. I will have a problem with it. I hmm. want to challenge somebody out there listening to go back and listen to the first time that the, our first episode and see the progression that Toyin has made in this space. What are you talking about? Bruh, like you ain't never been <laughs> militant a day in your life, bro. Bruh. Like these last three episodes, it's like a, I'm like, yo, what happened? Wait, I used to be, I've always had this energy. I don't know what you're talking nah, about. Nah, you used to be, you used to be like the the calm, the calm one that see both sides. Well, maybe Amen. because stuff has touched me this year. <laughs> or last year. I Walking got touched. <laughs> work, walk, working from home has changed her life. Like, I got touched right. by, by white supremacy. It touched me. So now you know. she's woke from home. Let's go. Now she, and yeah. now, uh, you see how I did that? And now uh, I have a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I got smoke. Yeah. Once <laughs> once again, you can follow us on Twitter at woke from home or on Instagram woke from underscore home. Until next time, it was good good talking with y'all. Hopefully, y'all like listening to us. Y'all be safe. Happy Black right, History nah. Month. We black yeah. all month, baby. Huh. Yeah.